This episode is brought to you by Houston Lucky of Keller Williams Realty. If you're looking for that dream home or that dream piece of property here in the beautiful state of Alabama, email him at HoustonLucky at KW.com for the rest of his contact info. And also, what's family if they don't believe in you? So thanks to Cantley Pittman, my brother, for sponsoring us. And last but not least, thank you to the Frosty Mug, a local staple, a local legend. Some of the best burgers, fries, and onion rings, and milkshakes around. Go check them out. Enjoy a view of the Warrior River. Enjoy their food. And most of all, keep supporting local businesses. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you for believing in us. Let's go ahead and jump into the episode. We hope you all enjoy. Welcome back to Pass the Jar. I'm your host, Drake Pittman. And I'm your co-host, Shane Murray. Our guest for this episode started off with him following the podcast on Instagram. So I followed him back. I saw his pictures and I was like, okay, I got to know what this guy does. But today we've got him in here to tell us what he does and why he's been there. This is Jordan Hotch. Jordan, thanks for coming on, bro. Yeah, appreciate you guys uh, letting me uh, come on here. No problem, dude. Like I said, I've been wanting you on for a while. You're just always somewhere in the world. Going. Yeah, I'm, Just I'm go always on the road, man. Like you're starting to take Waldo's place. Like where in the world's Jordan yeah. today? <laughs> but uh, uh, tell everybody where you're from, where you grew up, then yeah. we'll get into what you do next. Yeah, man. Uh, so I'm from uh, Cordova. Grew up there, Dover Town. Um, Justin Ware, he was on y'all's show a while back. We grew up, we're cousins. Grew up together. Hey. Yeah. Went to uh, Cordova. Um, decided to transfer to Walker. Get that mix a little bit, and then. Came, found my way back to uh, Cordova my senior year, and that was that. How different was a county school to a city school? Because we went to Doris, so we don't know what the city school Yeah, like. so uh, pretty different. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not in a bad way, though. I mean, just uh, you get to meet new people that you didn't grow up with and uh, talk to someone that's not from uh, the area you're from, and even though you're all in the county, but uh, I mean, it, I had a great time at both schools. Uh, have friends from both schools, so it was a positive experience. Yeah. So did you go to college or anything right after? Yeah. So I went to uh, two years at Bevel State, and then uh, went north to uh, Florence and uh, yeah, UNA. Yeah. yeah. I love I love Florence. Oh, that's great, man. That's probably my second favorite place in Alabama. It is. Like it's it's kind of a overshadowed, I guess. Like people don't really go there much, mm-hmm. especially from around here. And uh, man, great food. Uh, beautiful like hikes and if you're into that and fishing's great up there great golf golf yeah actually i worked at a golf course did which one, which one uh, blackberry trail no way dude yeah yeah, yeah. i'm still close uh friends with all them up there so, really yeah very nice yeah not to mention the best robert trent jones golf courses are the ones at the shoals oh yeah no doubt everybody raves about grand national and ross bridge the shoals are the best yeah. fighting joe fighting that's, joe yeah that's a good one it's eight thousand yard golf course I played uh, 36 brutal. holes there once, and I will never do it again. We did yeah. we did a play all day special last summer. Mm-hmm. We played schoolmaster first. It was kind of cool, but humid in the morning. But when that I mean, in July, when that heat started busting on Fighting Joe, I was hanging on my clubs for dear life, just like sweat and humidity. Yeah, I was like, man, this is not the course to be hitting a snap hook <laughs> on. Like, there's there's water on almost every hole out there sure. at Fighting Joe, but uh. So after you finished college, like I said, I wanted you here because of what you do. 
Right. What do you do? Yeah, so at, at UNA, I um, study geography. A lot of people don't know much about. That's not really talked about as far as like something you can study and have a job in. Uh, study geography, and within that, there's a field called GIS, uh, Geographic Information Systems or Science. Uh, it's the, pretty much the uh, study of maps and how to relate those maps to real-world problems, pretty much. So uh, what I do is... Uh, essentially is make utility maps for uh i started out doing fiber optic maps uh, i think my go-to is water i'm pretty big in water utilities yeah um and right now i kind of juggle uh gas uh, water sewer uh, electrical maps for uh government installations that's uh, very the Air nice Force. yeah so it like i said it's taking you to some pretty sick places it has yes uh we're, we'll go into right now just the most recent place you've been yeah the most recent is uh up in colorado went up to uh, denver to an air force base up there um spent some time up there went to boulder for a day or so just to check it out um hiked the uh flat iron mountains while i was there so that's pretty pretty sweet so you get a break to do like the stuff yeah. you want to do in so if i'm there like uh for like two weeks if i have a free weekend and i can do whatever uh whatever i want essentially oh yeah. that's sick yeah What's the favorite place you've been ever since you've been doing this? Oh, uh, man, that's that's tough because I've been I've been pretty fortunate. <laughs> uh, honestly, probably Edinburgh, Scotland. I mean, that's that's tough to beat. So it but does take your job does take you out of the country. It it did in twenty nineteen. I spent two months in the UK, oh, nice. uh, living it up and yeah, working nice. at. Uh, you you were in the Air Force, right? Mm-hmm. You heard of uh, Lake and Heath? Yeah. Yep, I was there for there alkenberry and molesworth okay i was there for about two months so uh, how'd you like it i loved it i was gonna ask when you were talking about uh working for the government installations and stuff a lot of air force bases are historic bases oh, they've sure. been there for a while so mm-hmm. i imagine those have got to be pretty tough to try to route yeah especially over in england cause oh, huh? back in world war ii that's where they all took off to uh, yeah. you know for the campaigns in europe mm-hmm. but uh yeah lake and Heath was awesome um now, driving over there is a whole different story, and living over there pretty much. Yeah, I tried. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean oh, to cut you off. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I tried telling them when we got back because we uh, we were there for like a month, I think, maybe a little bit longer. The best way to drive there is just to completely throw any kind of regard for human life out the window. <laughs> Absolutely, you just got to go <laughs> reckless to everywhere you go. <laughs> yeah, throw it out the window. And, uh, but yeah, um, so we landed. I mean, I'd never been out of the country before, and my co-workers scared to death over there because for driving mm-hmm. and i was like man we're either gonna live we're gonna die just <laughs> but give me the keys and i'll get us that's the mindset yeah <laughs> <laughs> the uh the back roads are they're no joke over there because they're yeah. they're barely two cars wide oh, yeah and people are doing 65 kilometers down there for sure just ripping it <laughs> so how good would a uk country song be about back roads I mean, it oh. might probably be a lot of like back road right. slash death songs. Yeah. Ditch yeah. Or, ride the ditch and hope yeah. for the best. Yeah. So how often do you get to go and do these things? Is it like every week, every other week? Uh, So typically, well, since uh, COVID's kind of eased up, it's usually they send me out about two weeks a month, roughly. It could be uh, longer or uh, a longer period of time than that, but. Uh, it's typically about one to two weeks a month. Okay. Yeah. Now, when 
you, you, we talked about earlier how you're working remote right now. Right. So what's your like nine? Is there a nine to five you've got? There is, yeah. Uh, and that's been pretty tough because you have to have a that strict schedule when you're. Uh, y'all may know this well if you work remote, but uh, yeah, work wake up. Uh, I gotta be on my computer by like seven thirty, eight o'clock, and then work till four thirty or five o'clock. So you're literally just sitting there on your computer. Yeah. yeah. Jesus so, Christ. Yeah, it's. Uh, People say I have the dream job, but then I say that, and then they say that part, and they're like, "Oh man, that's pretty tough." So, I couldn't, I could not work remote. It yeah. drive me crazy sitting on my computer at home. Yeah, for that long, I'd get fired because I would forget that I was actually working, <laughs> and I'd end up on a five, six hour YouTube bender. Right, for real. <laughs> Shane, Shane, are you are you there? You online? Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm seven episodes deep on the Outer Banks. So <laughs> sorry, paranoid. I'm hearing my name calling from weird places. Yeah. I don't know what's happening right now. Yeah. So what what is your nine to five? What do you do? Yeah. So uh, um, I use a uh, mapping software. We uh, uh, we use create these maps for different military bases or right now Air Force bases uh, for their utilities. So I'm right now I'm working on uh, some electrical maps for uh, a certain military base. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm logging on using it's called Esri uh, ArcMap. Uh, the software we use kind of AutoCAD. I don't know if you've heard of that, yeah. but uh, similar to that, but more on the mapping side of things. Um, so you're plotting like latitude, longitudes, and uh, say when you have the map there, you can click on for say water, for example. You can click on a fire hydrant that you have mapped out, and it'll bring up the information on that fire hydrant, like the make, model, uh, all the information that you need, how long it's been in service, that sort of thing. So how much of geography do you have to understand to be able to map out these things um a good bit because uh, <laughs> uh you have to know like the basics for sure like uh, uh so there's something like coordinate systems is something that not people in the everyday world really know much about but maps have different areas uh in the world have different coordinate systems um and uh because you know the, the earth is obviously a round so you can't really hold on now. Or, Let's yeah, not speculate. Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> flat earthers. But, He's uh, got a flat earther over here. <laughs> but um, but yeah, if you take that globe and stretch it over a flat piece of paper, uh, it's going to be skewed, and there's going to be certain areas that are going to be different from others. So uh, um, those coordinate systems project that map into how it needs to be in the real world. That's crazy. I, like you never think like you just see a fire hydrant on the side of the road. You don't think about what it takes to yeah. think about how it goes there and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you're doing this on military bases where it's like, it's gotta be, yeah, it's gotta be perfect. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. So what technically, so, so technically what all did you have to learn in school to bring yes, all that in? Um, so the main part of it was, uh, cartography and GIS. So cartography is pretty much the science of making maps, cartographer, uh, once you get those basics down, it's pretty technical. It can be. Um, but then you get into the GIS realm of it where you uh, learn uh, just how to actually make the map, how to, how it needs to look, because uh, everyone's different. You can, give, you can give a map to five different people, and they'll be have, you have five different interpretations of that mm-hmm. map. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, school is uh, big and, and uh and being able to make these uh, maps and um, just knowing uh, the coordinate systems and um, how to uh, set up the GPS units. That's another 
side of it, uh, setting up GPS units for that particular area and uh, the information you're wanting to collect for that uh, utility. Yeah. So you're pretty intelligent, right? Uh, I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> Smartest person in the room today. We've got a real life map quest in, in the room with us here. Yeah. That's what I've learned. It's a lot different from uh, Google Earth. Like a lot of people think I'm some guy drives down the road uh, <laughs> in a Google Earth truck or something. But no, it's uh, it's a lot different than that. So do you have to understand like elevations and mountain ranges yeah, and all that kind contours, of stuff? Contours, all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I, I was gonna say I imagine the mindset going into like you said Denver, for instance, is a lot different than if you were down in South Louisiana. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Now, <clears throat> sea level has yeah. to play a big part. Sea level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, do you have to work your way around, like, the elevation changes and stuff, depending on what you're doing? Like, you, you got to know where it's safe to put something? Um, it depends on the, the scope of work. So, uh, uh, a lot of times, it, um, it, when you're out there collecting GPS, it'll collect the elevation for you. So, you don't really have to worry too much about oh, the change in elevation unless you're, you're wanting to put, um, like, sewer, for example. For example, uh, it's all gravity, most of it. So you have to uh, keep that certain grade uh, for um, for the, you know, the sewer to flow correctly. You just got to keep shit rolling downhill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, you have to keep that, that certain uh, grade. And um, that, I think sewer is probably the more important one when it comes to, to that. Or yeah. building foundations for houses and things like that, so. So do you get to, uh, do you get to like make calls on, are you the one that makes the calls on where these things should go? So right now we're just like updating and maintaining, making sure their maps are accurate. We're not really putting anything in the ground for them or we're just, uh, the process is kind of like, um, they, they have all the maps in their office and they give them to us and we field verify what they have and make sure it's all in the right location, uh, lat long wise. Yeah. Running like a quality control kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, QC type mm-hmm. work. Um, and uh, yeah, so, but I have worked in the past uh, for some water utilities where, uh, for yeah, if my point's a certain uh, elevation off, then that can mess something up, you know. So, uh, it's, it can get pretty important. So, here I am thinking you've got this really, really cool job. It's actually kind of stressful, right? Yeah, it's pretty stressful, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Go ahead. A whole other thing is, uh, so, uh, you know, I travel a lot and these jobs like, uh, overlap each other. So, uh, I'll be getting emails from a lot. Like, so I spent some time in Alaska getting emails from them at like eight or 9 PM. And while I'm working an eight to five job, you know, so mm-hmm. that, that's pretty hectic or a 4 AM email from the UK. You know, yeah. so. <laughs> that's what I was about to ask. Does the time differences throw you off as far as correlating with like people you work with or people that need you? Uh, it, it can, um, I mean, I, I always keep my phone on me, so I'm, I'm there to answer an email or something like that, but, uh, but not really, uh, honestly, cause, uh, you know, like I say, I've, I've always got, some, got my phone on me to, to know. Yeah. I, I couldn't, how I couldn't l- imagine. You go ahead. How long have you been doing this? So I graduated UNA in, in 2014. So, okay. Uh, it was about so you got, years. you got some decent experience on yeah, your belt. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So kind of learn the ins and outs of it for sure. You got the flow down, if yeah. you will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're working on a decade of work, more mm-hmm. or less. Getting and close uh, to it. 
I worked for a uh, local water utility, and I've literally walked to every uh, water uh, meter at pretty much every house within that within Jasper, essentially. So, I've <laughs> so you know Jasper pretty yeah, well. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know the roads pretty well. <laughs> did you uh, Did you ever get down to uh, Barksdale in Louisiana? Uh, no, I've been to Fort Polk. Uh, <laughs> Even but, worse. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> Never. Uh, I was I was fully prepared to just trash on Barksdale because it's one of those super historic bases where mm. they don't want to change anything because it's been there so long. Right. So I was I was ready to just uh, imagining how horrible it was mm-hmm. if you had to work with them. But now no, Polk, Polk is, is on the bottom of the barrel almost. <laughs> what Polk's a... the scum off the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> yeah. We went to visit them one time uh, when he still lived over there, and we got there. And the first thing I said to him wasn't, hey, Shane, long time to see, missed your pal. It was, that was the worst freaking drive of my life. What part of the Louisiana is that? Uh, it's in Shreveport. Okay, so yeah. So you can throw a rock to Texas. Yeah, yeah, I think Polk's like maybe an hour south of us. Yeah, nothing. No oh, way, yeah, no. But that was before I drove to Can- through Kansas. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, drive, driving there, first off, I was anxious because I was like, I haven't seen Shane in like a year mm-hmm. at this point. And I was like, I'm ready to get there. And it's like, 2059 just kept going and going and going. <laughs> we got to get through Mississippi first. Yeah, and then we the got work. to Louisiana. I was like, this is even worse. Yeah. Oh, I, I disagree with Until that. Until we hit Monroe. And then, of course, but, I was like, mm, Duck Dynasty lives here. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. That stretch of Jackson, Mississippi to Monroe, Louisiana is it's brutal. It's yeah. rough. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. So the Air Force bases and stuff that you work on. Do you get like an advance, like knowing how long, how far, how long you got to get there, and yeah. how long you're gonna be there? Yeah. So uh, there, you you get at least a couple months advance to know when you're gonna be somewhere. Usually, I mean, unless something emergency pops up, but it's usually a month, month and a half. Oh, that's that's respectable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Not like calling you tonight. Hey, Jordan, we need you in Anchorage, Alaska. Right. Yeah. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> like, well, technically it's probably tomorrow there, right? <laughs> but, uh, so you went to Alaska, like we just said. Mm-hmm. Denali. Have you been to Denali? Yeah, I went national- to Denali, oh, yeah. God, I freaking hate you. Yeah. <laughs> that is like, that is my big bucket list national park because, you know, you see it on TV and stuff, but it looks fake. Right. So does it look fake in real life when you're actually there? It kind of does. Like, <laughs> it makes its own, like, storm pattern, though, because it's at the, uh, it's got its clouds up at the summit, and you really can't see the uh, the top of it when or when I was there at least. Um, but yeah, there was an overlook. I parked that and just hung out, and I was like, "Wow, this is pretty amazing," you know. And uh, but yeah, I couldn't see the summit. I went back later that afternoon, so I wasn't far from Denali, and uh, tried to go back. There was still clouds over. I was like, "Well, that's just not mine." <laughs> wasn't meant to be this. Yeah, time. wasn't meant to be. I bet you really discovered yourself pretty early. Yeah. Like knowing who you are as a person, just getting there to sit and think through nature. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm jealous. There's a lot of things, like a lot of epiphanies I have and stuff when I'm in a national park or something. I'm just sitting there looking at all this nature we have in the United States. And I'm like, you know, I could just put a rocking chair here and probably sit here till I die. Right. Just bring me yeah. some food every now and then. I'll yeah. be all right. For sure. Yeah. I'm a, I love the desert, like the Southwest. Really? Yeah. That's, that's probably my go-to. Uh, to me, there's nothing like it. Like, Get, get in your truck or get in your rental car or whatever and just because I was I spent some time down in Yuma uh, a little over a year ago I guess and uh, 
I was there for a couple of weeks and like every afternoon I just drove out in the desert and just caught the sunset. I'm like, yeah. this is, those desert sunsets are different. What part of Arizona? Yuma? Hmm. How close yeah. like Scottsdale were you? Oh, uh, so that's around Phoenix. So that's about three hours. Okay. Yeah. That's so Yuma bad. is down around the uh, border almost. I really want to play desert golf just like one time. Yeah, yeah. And just to have that experience like where if you miss the fairway, you're in sand or a tumbleweed or next to a cactus. Right. I sent, you, I sent you a link to a desert course. Yeah. And you said no. So. Well. Long, Scottsdale. Story for yeah, another day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Beautiful area though. I love Phoenix yeah. and Scottsdale. So nice. How different are the cultures and the places that you go to from here? Um, it's It can be pretty different. Uh, So, uh, so I've spent some time up in uh, Fort Drum, New York. It's near uh, the Canadian border, um, and uh, they're not actually not much different from us here. But uh, you go out there and out wet or the desert, and there you got some alien uh, believers out there. <laughs> really? Yeah. They. Uh, I passed a few hotels that were like alien themed. So uh, there's a different crowd down there, and also all the snowbirds from up north head down there and their rvs literally i mean as far as you can see and some rv parks mm. so it's kind of like that la- that scene in independence day yeah that's what all I was those say, yeah. <laughs> shout out to the goat movie we picked <laughs> <laughs> so uh when you go to these places and you like do you experience culture shock you're like oh man i'm totally out of place here um or have you kind of they, adapted they, over the years I, I think i've adapted but they definitely know i'm from the south obviously mm. but <laughs> but uh when I was up in Alaska, so I went up there back in August, and uh, it was still like there's had a pretty strict quarantine up there still. So I had to quarantine for two weeks before I went on base, and then I spent two weeks on base. So I was almost up there for about a month. Yeah. And uh, I got an Airbnb with some people up there. And um, like they were originally from Florida. Obviously, they were a military family. Uh, they, they had already retired, and uh, they just decided to live up in Anchorage for the rest of for uh, the rest of their life pretty much but uh <laughs> i mean you that talk about a culture shock move from florida to anchorage alaska yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but uh so they're really cool they're friendly but it wasn't much of a culture shock really i, f- I feel like <clears throat> when we go to the, some of the places we go to i'm like man these people are so different yeah. like it's just three states up mm-hmm. and i'm like <laughs> buddy the first time i got told that they don't have sweet tea Oh, the yeah. look of disgust I had when I, when that waitress said it, and she was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I was like, it's okay. Just don't give me unsweet tea with Splenda, because that's just even more of a spit in my face. <laughs> Try bring me, just bring me some water. Try asking for sweet tea in the UK, and they have no, oh, yeah. Yeah. no, no clue what you... You just get a... Yeah. Just a blank stare of... Here's some hot what? tea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> tea? Okay, and then you're they bring you a hot cup, and you're like... Let me Woman, get this is cold. Let me get four <laughs> cups of sugar now. <laughs> I'll see what it. I can make happen. I've been following this chick on TikTok. She's from the UK and she tries American foods and she's just like shocked at how good it is. Like, that's why most of America is yeah. very obese. It's called MSGs. <laughs> yeah. That's, you brought up the UK. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Did you go to McDonald's while you were there? I did. Spot- how, how different is the McDonald's in the UK compared to here? Completely different. It's but. it's a whole other world, and the food tastes different. Yeah, a Big Mac in the UK is not a Big Mac in Jasper, <laughs> which I'm not a Big Mac fan. But when I was there, they had the spicy nuggets, and yeah. that was unheard of over here. So mm-hmm. I'm like, getting those spicy nuggets, man. But it was real chicken too. 
Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, heavy government regulations up there. Did you go to any of the pubs? I did, yeah. I, so I spent time, I spent a lot of time in Cambridge. Okay. Uh, so went to several pubs uh, in that area. Uh, I've, I, crazy thing, I've never been to D.C., but I know London like the back of my hand. It's <laughs> <Really>? crazy. <laughs> uh, did they have, because we were in Fairford, and Fairford was like, it's on the southern, like the southwestern part of the island. Mm-hmm. And to me, like when we landed, I was like, this is very secluded. I wasn't really expecting that. But when we got down into like the little town area, I was like, kind of feels like home a little bit. Like yeah. people are real friendly. Everybody seems to know everybody. And they're like, yeah, we're going to go to the to this pub later. Okay, cool. We walked into somebody's house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was just the downstairs part was a bar. And that was that was the culture shock for me because yeah. you had like somebody's grandma over here just <laughs> with no out AC shot. by the way. Yeah, no. God no. Uh, leave the doors open if yeah, you ever leave, go. Open the window. <laughs> but yeah, you just got somebody's grandma that lives upstairs just down there just slinging beers, shots, whatever you want. But at like nine forty five, ten o'clock, they were getting strict, like, hey, we're gonna start winding it down and y'all <laughs> out of here by like ten thirty. It, it the thing about England that drives me crazy is how like the houses are built into each other. Mm-hmm. Like they're not sp- as spread apart as we are here. A lot of cobblestone. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's why, like, uh, you remember the J Clot? You know the J Clot? Oh, yeah. And J-Clot. five points. That's yep. why I love that street that, like, it and the Blue Monkey were on. Exactly. Yeah. Just, like, I feel like I'm kind you of in like you're out of Europe. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm heavy into, like, European culture. Like, I love it. I don't like, like, obviously, right there. I'm huge. I call it football. I don't even call yeah. it soccer. It's yeah. football. But, uh, that's one thing I regret. Like, we tried to get to a soccer game over there, but they just didn't, didn't happen for one reason or another. Same with Shane. Yeah. He's like, man, and he's like, because he texts me, he's like, we're thinking about going to the Arsenal match. I was like, why the hell would you go to an Arsenal match? Go to Man United. He's like, well, we're in London. I was like, better than Chelsea. Yeah. I think on the train, we went by the Arsenal uh, stadium. Uh, yeah, yeah, if you – I don't know the complete train system, but I know, yeah. like, the one coming out of, like, Bath mm-hmm. and uh, Fairford, that area, fast as hell. Oh, First yeah. of all, that thing is Flies. moving. <laughs> but – uh. Yeah, you pass right by. That was the first time we went down there. That was like the main reason I started looking up tickets to an Arsenal match because I was like, oh, "We got the train flies right by it." I mean, yeah. I saw it at a blur, but yeah. I know what it was? The Emirates Stadium. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's curse, it. curse that place. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> has there any, been any any other places in Europe that you've gone to or outside of the UK? Yeah. So, um, well, White Cliffs of Dover. I don't know if you went to Dover when you were in the UK. Uh-huh phenomenal like yeah awesome view like you can see france on the other side of the really i mean it's just tiny but you can see it yeah. but uh so yeah uh almost the last weekend i was in the uk uh me and my coworker got the cheap flight and flew to paris and went to uh normandy and oh. checked out omaha beach god damn how did that hit in the fields it's hard to explain because you have this expectation before you get there of what you think you want to feel, but when you get there, it's uh, it's kind of different, you know, because um, I don't want to let you down, but people's built houses back along mm-hmm. the, the coast, and uh, and also, you know, in Saving, yeah, Saving Private Ryan, where they have the big two bunkers, that was never really a thing. Mm-hmm. You had the little small pillboxes, actually. Really? Yeah, yeah. so the two big, massive bunkers, but yeah, those that was <laughs> kind of upsetting. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Won't be a downer, but yeah. 
Hey, it's okay. I'm a big downer in our in our group text, so it's all right. Um, but yet, people like walking their dogs on the beach and stuff like that. You're like, uh, you can't really get that that sense of feeling, but you try to. So just go buy a megaphone and stand. Like, I need to everybody get the hell off this island for about ten minutes. I promise you can come back. But if you go to a few miles down the road, it's Point Duhok, uh, where the, some of the rangers landed and they had to climb cliffs and take over some bunkers right there. Uh, none of that's been really. Uh, messed with so you have like shell craters you, you can go into bunkers and and look through those uh you know, obviously you see like still shell holes and bullet holes yeah. and things like that and it's uh it's amazing does that kind of that's probably what hits you in the feels oh yeah when you finally got that feeling it that was. you were probably looking for at normandy uh-huh oh my god dude i'm i'm really jealous of that and i was there uh we were there in i guess the end of october and it was like cold and rainy so you had that like rainy feeling and yeah. everything so it yeah, and you we were driving, and uh, you're like, man, that could have been a battlefield right there. You're driving through these little mm-hmm. streets and things. Yeah. So. Probably thinking, like, when you drive through, like, Civil War towns here in America, you're like, this probably happened here. Right. Pretty cool that this probably happened here. Stuff like that. Now, UK, my biggest, like, dream spot in the UK is the Lagavulin Distillery. Like, I want to go there before I die. Not yeah, because of Ron Swanson. Like, it's actually a good yeah. scotch. And I don't like scotch. But Lagerville is the only scotch like I'll, okay. I'll, I'll drink. I'm not. Yeah. Like, uh, but my uncle gave me a set of like a 12, a 15, and an 18 year. I was like, you know, it actually gets better the earlier the age. And I was like, but I like, I love the 18 year. But then I tried Lagerville and I was like, Phew. you know, if this wasn't so expensive, <laughs> I'd buy it all the time. Yeah, but no, I'm gonna keep my Wild Turkey 101. It's only 20, <laughs> 28 bucks a bottle. <laughs> so when when you were in, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say I had some good scotch up in uh, Edinburgh, but I I don't know what the name it was, but it was uh it was smooth. At least it wasn't far from home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty close. Um, how different was the food in the UK? Completely different. I know he asked yeah. you about McDonald's, but like overall. Yeah, as far as the local food over there, yeah, uh, you uh. You're going to be missing that good old American food. Yeah. Uh, they don't really um, season their food very well at all, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see. So one, I guess one of the culture shocks I had, so we stayed in this hotel that had a restaurant in it. And uh, we ate there pretty much every afternoon almost because it was easy. We were tired from work and everything. And uh, so we had everything on the menu, and I was, like, tired of it. So they had this <laughs> thing called a uh, – uh, like it's called a shrimp and pickle sandwich or something like that, and and I was like, well, that sounds kind of American, and uh, so I I order it, take one bite, and I about throw it all up. It's bad. <laughs> Please tell me what that entailed. So yeah, it was uh, so it was almost like uh, what's that other word for shrimp? It's like uh, oh prawns, 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 prawns. yeah, yeah it's, prawns. It's called a, a, a prawns and a shrimp sandwich. Or a prawns and a pickle sandwich. Yeah. So I was like, knew that was shrimp. So I was like, uh, that could be good. Something different from the menu. So, uh, yeah, I get it. And uh, it's kind of like a relish, almost like a relish and shrimp and some sort of sauce. I had no clue what it was. No. And I took one bite. I was like, ah, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> so they didn't have like any fried food or anything? Oh, uh, well, of course, fish and chips. Yeah. That's a big well, one. yeah, fish yeah. and chips. Yeah. But other than that, uh, not much fried food. You can get fish and chips at your local Captain D's. <laughs> you can, yeah. <laughs> like I'll be sitting there during like watching soccer matches and 
they'll say something about a mince meat pie. And I tried yeah. one one time. I was like, no wonder they're so mad and just unhappy over there. Yeah. I was like, that is the worst food I've ever had in a life. They like um, blood sausage yeah, and baked blood. beans mm. with breakfast. Yeah. Like, if, yeah. you, if you're in the breakfast line, you're going to have a pile of baked beans there. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> they'll like show a picture. Uh, this this guy I follow from, he's like a Man United blogger. Mm-hmm. And he'll post a picture of his breakfast or something. It's like sausage, boiled eggs, yep. baked beans. And some kind of bread that just doesn't look appetizing. <laughs> and I was like, that's why we're happier here in America. Yeah. Our breakfast is actually slap. <laughs> and there was an English guy that lived on the campus at the college, the last college I went to before I went to Wallace. And uh, he called cookies biscuits. He's yeah. like, hey, you want to yeah. go grab a biscuit? So I was like, yeah, bro. And it was like 8, 30, 9 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, let's go. So we jumped in my car, and we went, and I pulled into uh, Chick-fil-A. He's like, man, their biscuits are bad. And I was like, but, it's like, yeah, they're not good, and they're super dry. And he's like, no, I just, (laughs) so I ordered a biscuit, a chicken biscuit. He's like, mate, this isn't a biscuit. I'm talking about the ones with chocolate. I was like, (laughs) you're talking about a cookie. cookie, Yeah. He's, we're sitting in my car and I'm just sitting there looking at him dumbfounded. Like, she's just like trying to hand me my food and I'm still just in shock. Like, I legit thought we were coming to get breakfast and you wanted a cookie. Like, I should have just sent your ass to Walmart. (laughs) And like the way they speak and everything is just so different. Yeah. But that, that English guy living in our dorms, man, he was super cool. It was just, it took us a minute to get on the same page. For sure. Yeah, and like everywhere you go, like say you go in the grocery store, buy something, they're always like cheers and still like thank you or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's always yeah. cheers. And uh, I guess another culture shock I had, so I had to buy some uh, garbage bags. We were in the Airbnb over there for a little while. And uh, I went into a store and I couldn't find them anywhere. So I asked the guy, I was like, where's your uh, trash bags at, your garbage bags? He had no clue what I was talking about. He's like, he, he walked, actually, he walked me over to the, uh, iPhone, like the phone chargers. I'm like, this is not what I want. <laughs> but uh, they call them bin bags. Bin bags. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And well, uh, he kind of, that's one thing he kind of rubbed off on me that I like say still. I'm like, I just toss it in the bin. And everybody's like, what? what? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's, it's just, he, you know, he lived right next door to me in my dorm. Mm-hmm. So we hung out a lot. So it's like some of his terminology just carried over. Yeah. That's when I started calling soccer football. Yeah. So when he's like, just toss it in the bin. So now I just say, toss it in the bin. Yeah. And it drove, yes. it drove my family crazy. If I came home and just like, uh, you need me empty the bin. They're like, what's the bin? What? What's the bin? Who's bin? Where's bin? Where's bin? <laughs> I was like, no, it's trash can. Sorry. I will say that they've got some like the dairy products, like their milk and eggs, phenomenal. Oh like yeah. Some well, it's a, bread. It's not really just. It's not really just pasteurized to death and. It's not processed, and the chickens are actually, like, free-range and stuff up there. Like, fun fact, I just learned that, like, this, like, two weeks ago. Fresh eggs, like, fresh off the farm, you don't have to put them in the fridge. Yeah, well, I was about to mention that, so yeah. uh, and you probably need the same thing, because yeah. <laughs> you go in the grocery store, there's, they're not refrigerated. They're, they got, like, airflow underneath uh-huh. them. Yeah. They're out in the open, and that threw me off when I first went in. I was going to say, did you ever this. find the, uh, the, like, knockoff Walmart, the UK Walmart? I can't uh, remember what it was called. Mm. Like, oh, it's gonna bother me. I, I got Audi stuck in my mind, and I know it's obviously not Audi's. But yeah, I mean, it had the yeah. little sign that was like a corporation of Walmart, 
that was like the most American place we could find about. And like trash bags were actually labeled as trash bags. So it was like they knew what they were doing there. Like, all right, we get a lot of American traffic through here because of the air base. So let's try to let's try to hook them up here. Yeah. Did there, either of y'all ever have Nando's while y'all were up there in the UK? I did. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. It's like I'd, a uh, African type food, right? Yeah. 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 I tried some. He like his mom would send him food, like comfort food for him. Okay, and he's like, "Mate, you got to try these." <laughs> I was like, "All right," and then all of a sudden, I was like, "Tell your mom to send another batch." <laughs> I was like, "They're coming in here." Did you ever have Nando's? No, never had Nando's. I was tearing the donor kebabs up. Mm-hmm. The donor meat is just, especially when you're under the influence of alcohol. Yeah, you can't beat it. Yeah, right? and they. That's probably the most unhealthy thing you can get in the UK because they just load that shit down with all kind of sauce. Like uh, they push the Pepsi Max, like they sell yeah, Pepsi do. Max over yeah, there. They do. Like they run a bill. Like I see the billboard on the ticker at the football games that mm-hmm. I watch. Pepsi Max, zero sugar, zero calories, zero uh, you know whatever, zero sugar. And I'm just like, Phew. which I don't drink sodas, but I just don't yeah. see how. Yeah, and. If you order a Coke over there, they just cut up a slice of lemon and throw it in your, uh, drop it in your Coke. I mean, it's pretty good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, it's also not as sweet. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. it's crazy. So, yeah. I'm, I can't imagine how you felt over there. Yeah, just, it, I was, it was a culture shock. That's, that's obviously the biggest culture shock I've ever had. So, so what's your favorite, what's your least favorite place that you've been to in the United States? It's got to be, uh. Fort Drum, New York, is pretty bad. I spent a, 2016. I spent a year up there, Damn. and I don't know if you've heard of Fort Drum. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, a buddy it's right there. Stationed up there. It's right there at Fort Polk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's a few days where it was like almost zero degrees. It's close we, to Buffalo, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to make sure I was thinking around. About one. an hour north of Syracuse. Yeah. So yeah. You might as well be Canadian at that. Yeah, point. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's. I was there for almost a year, and you know, I la- first time. That's the first time I ever flown actually in 2016, and uh, I landed in Syracuse, and there was a blizzard. And I'm like, wow, I'm I'm not in the south anymore, you know. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, uh, it's it's a rough area up there. I have some great friends up there, by the way. Yeah. But uh, it's uh, it's different. I bet you had to call for a taxi because you probably didn't know how to drive in it. Oh, uh, no, I actually drove in. No so, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Best yeah. way to learn. Yeah. Just get out you there gotta, and do it. You got to do it. It's like landing in the UK. You got <laughs> to do it. Buddy, I'm white knuckling. <laughs> Completely spaced on this. How bad did it mess you up having to shift with your left hand? So, I liked, I, I got the automatic because I knew oh. I was getting... Get out. out. Yeah. Get out. I, I'm, just I'm get out of here. <laughs> take, take, take everything we said. Cut it up. <laughs> Throw it out the window. But yeah, yeah, I dodged that bullet. I appreciated <laughs> that they kept the pedals the same. Yeah, yeah. But I was worried about that at first. Oh, no, dude, I was. I can't tell you how many times I almost ripped it into reverse trying to, <laughs> trying to get us out of like. Oh, we're at a red light. All right, cool. I'm in neutral. Cool. Let me go to first. That's not first. That's not <laughs> <No>. first. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, we're in the little town called uh, Barry St. Edmunds. It's near Lake and Heath, and. Uh, uh, the town looks small, but it is is crowded, and the cobblestone streets about as wide as the wall here. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to, to drive through there in parallel park. 
it's it's a mess. Oh, they gave us a twelve seat passenger van too. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so <laughs> have fun with that. When the, yeah. the first time we tried going like Fairford was about a twelve minute walk, about a three minute drive. So nobody was really trying to drive down to Fairford. We would just walk that. Yeah. But to get to the train station, it was like a twenty minute drive. So you had to have somebody drive you there and take the vehicle back. <clears throat> And the first time I took a group to the train station, because I was one of like the few in our group that had ever drove a stick shift. Yeah. Everybody else was like, I wouldn't even know what to do. Right. So I was like, all right, it's no problem. I can get us there. I got this. Yeah. Get in. I'm just like immediately regretting volunteering for this because I was like, (laughs) I don't know what to do with my hands right now. This (laughs) this is so awkward, but we're going to figure it out, guys. Driving down the main road, everything was fine. GPS was like, all right, you're going to turn left in like so many miles. All right, that's fine. I'm noticing, though, a lot of fields. A lot of fields. Hadn't seen a lot of roads, so I don't know where I'm turning yeah. at. And sure as hell, dirt road. <laughs> don't like that automatically. Yeah. And, I mean, it wasn't just like a straight shot across. Like, we're not cutting through somebody's property to get to another main road. This thing was winding, up and down hills, mm-hmm. blind turns, and people doing, like I said, freaking 65 kilometers. <laughs> just <laughs> how fast is, it. How fast is that? Like 35, 40 ish. Yeah, I think miles per hour. Okay. Yeah. 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 On a dirt road the size of this room. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yikes. I mean, it is interstate or highway, whatever the crap it was called over there. Love that because you can just rip it. Yeah. I never saw a cop on the, on like the highway, expressway, whatever. I never saw one. Yeah. I saw they had those, uh, like motorcycle cops over there. Hmm. Where I was, but missed them guys thankfully. Because, yeah, yeah. buddy, as soon as that van hit pavement again, <laughs> <laughs> to the floor. <laughs> the thing was, uh, so you mentioned the interstate or highways, like so. The fast lane for them was the, uh, I guess, uh, the right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah, and the slow lane was left. Well, I didn't know that at first. <laughs> so, man, they were blowing their horns oh, at yeah. me all all day at first few days. For a few days over there. George Same drawing through. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. That was that was me. I cut across the little uh uh intersection. All right. Cause it's backwards, you know. You get to the intersection. I'm trying to go to my right, meaning at this stop sign I need to turn to the right. Yeah. Nope. I gotta get across this intersection <laughs> and then turn right. Yeah. So I get across and I'm like, all right, cool, I'm just gonna mosey on out right here. There wasn't no traffic coming yet, so I'm just Pulled out into the right lane, real casual. Just, all right, we're here. We're just driving. Mm-hmm. Next thing I know, line of traffic. It's like, <laughs> go around, dude. I don't know what to tell you. Shane's got his arm hanging on the way. <laughs> then, I catch, then I catch on to it. Like, kind of started thinking, like, oh, what the hell am I doing wrong here? I'm speed limit. I'm, what? Wait, hold on. Flip the gear. Everything's backwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we We're planning to go to Europe next year, and I'm like, I know driving is going to flare my anxiety up. <laughs> I'm just going to have a bottle just sitting there. Like, I definitely lost some years on my life in the UK. Oh. But when I was driving in France, and you know, it's like here, you drive on the right side, everything's normal. Yeah. Kinda. <laughs> so, so jealous you got to go to France. We were, London was as far as we had to go. They like okay. restricted us to London. Oh, yeah. Because they're like, if anybody tries to hop a ferry out of London, we're going to find out and you're going to get uh, Article 15. It's like, pfft. Seems extreme, but all right. <laughs> a, little, a little excessive. Yeah. <laughs> so, in the United States, have you been to Have you been to Kansas yet? Have not been to Kansas. No. Oh my God, dude! Yeah, You're so not missing I anything. Bullet there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Kansas City, Missouri. 
You, have you been? I've, yeah, I've never been to that part of the U.S. Actually, oh my, yeah. you never been like the Midwest? No, <laughs> bro. <laughs> we stopped Rookie. at uh, Is it w- World Travelers here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not just United States. Yeah. Uh, Arthur Bryant's barbecue, <sighs> best barbecue I've ever had. I like rendezvous in Memphis. Rendezvous is pretty good. You're gonna go on record saying Kansas City has the best barbecue. I'm just. Give me your southern card. Give me everything. I mean, I had a burn-in had, sandwich, and it was just phenomenal. I've had gas station barbecue in Mississippi that was, like, <laughs> top tier. All right, we'll finish this episode after we drive 12 hours to Kansas City, <laughs> and I prove these sons of bitches wrong. <laughs> Part two coming next Part week. Part two, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, like, when we went up to, like, North Dakota or South Dakota and stuff like that, I didn't really know what to eat because... Like they they had burgers and stuff, but when you're up there, you're like, I'm gonna try bison, elk, and everything. Have you ever had any of that? Never have, no. Really? Yeah. So I'm going to Idaho next month, so maybe I can dabble into that that field there. All right. See, now that now that we talk on a normal basis, I need you to go eat an elk burger, an elk steak, and let me know how you feel. Okay. Or a bison burger and an elk steak. Okay. Bison burgers are unreal. Yeah. What the crap. Some restaurant in Louisiana. They served all kind of like wild exotic, and well, I guess not exotic, but not your standard cow or deer meat. Is there a place in like in like around Montgomery or something that maybe I'm wrong? There's one in Boaz. Maybe that's what's it called? Uh, Big Game or Wild Game? I don't know. This I think this was like a chain restaurant of some sort. I don't. I can't remember what the heck it was called. We had a bison burger there, and I was expecting it to be like super gamey and phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. So when you go to Idaho, obviously you're gonna have to have some potatoes, right? Yeah, but you gotta uh, have that. You gotta try the wild game. Like okay. it's life changing. Those uh, wild game feasts back in the day. I don't know yeah. if those things are. Oh, dude, our thing. churches used to have them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Is that was that where you had them? Was that churches? Yeah, yeah, church wild game feast type stuff. Did you ever have rattlesnake? Sure, I did. I mean, I can't have shoot those when I was like ten years old. So. <laughs> <laughs> can't remember what I was having. But. Rattlesnake's good. Yeah, I'm... makes a nice belt. It does. Yeah. <laughs> when I went, when we went to visit him in Louisiana, we walked up to the table that his friends that were hosting had set up, and uh, there was bacon wrapped uh, frog legs, but it looked like chicken wings. I was like, Shane, what is this? And he's like. It's frog legs. I was like, oh, baby. So I just like load, started loading my plate because <laughs> frog legs are better than chicken wings. We had caught those roughly s- maybe four hours before y'all got there. So they were fresh. They're fresh. Fresh out the pond. Because mm-hmm. we've been talking about going. Like I wanted to go frog gigging with him so bad when he lived over there. Because like swamp culture, like that's oh, yeah. a, that's that's a, a thing. badass thing to do. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot of fun until you're thigh deep in the marsh and. You just see two little beads come up looking at you like, what are you doing in my waters, boy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit gets real, real fast. Real yeah. So, have you been out like, what's the farthest west? Just Arizona? You've been in California? Oh, uh, I guess, does Alaska count? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Let's, well, let's you're, say the, ma- you're the geography major. Yeah, you yeah, tell me. Yeah, let's yeah, say, let's yeah. say mainland U.S. Mainland U.S., yeah. Um, <laughs> the lower 48. Yeah, probably Arizona. Or I went to a... a California, south, uh, I guess southeast California. Okay. Right there across the border for Arizona. 
Yeah. Imperial Sand Dunes. So that's where they uh, filmed uh, the star, one of the Star Wars, which, shoot, which Star Wars is that? Where mm-hmm. they're in the uh, sand and Boba Fett. Uh, Shane, Shane's the Star Wars fan. Oh, okay. I'm recent to this, okay? So yeah. to throw me under the bus right there. But I'm going to go <laughs> with. Uh... See, I want to go to the Redwoods because I know yes. that was in episode four or five. Yeah. One, I think it was four. Four. I think it was four. Yeah. So the, the sand dunes are right within like 30 minutes of Yuma. Yeah. Where they filmed all that. So I checked that out. So, it was so how many like monumental national points have you like seen and you're like, this doesn't seem real? Uh, how many? Or, l- or Let's just narrow it down like your top three that top you've three. seen. Um, I went to Niagara Falls a few times. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, where else? The sand dunes, um, the Imperial sand dunes is pretty sweet. Um, man. Did you go to Zion when you were in Utah? Did you go to Utah? I haven't been to Utah. Okay. No, that's, that's on my list. So, yeah. Um, I went out to, uh, I was out in, uh, New Mexico, um, out in the desert out there. I mean, that's, that's a whole different desert than Arizona. Yeah. So, uh, it was, it was pretty sweet. So you should have went and saw the Breaking Bad house. Yeah, I should have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> threw a pizza on there. <laughs> threw the pizza on top. Yeah, I saw it. I saw a tweet a long time ago, like when Breaking Bad was still on TV, and uh, it was like the people of this house, and it showed the picture of the Breaking Bad house, mm-hmm. are asking you to stop throwing pizzas <laughs> on their roof. Because <laughs> that was, I was like, man, that's that's some memories Breaking Bad, but uh. Yeah, I want to go hike Angel's Landing. Like, it's the most dangerous hike yeah. in the United States. But, like, you know, if I die, I die. Then, yeah, you, you know? have a heck of a story. To, it's like we said. There's a heck of a story to tell about <laughs> you, how, how you died. Somebody's <laughs> going to tell that story for <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. It's like I said on my on, on our last week's episode. It was like, if my time's up, my time's up. Mm-hmm. At least I'd, if I know I went out hiking yeah. to the point that not yeah. many people made it to. <laughs> I actually had a friend of mine. Uh, he hiked that probably three weeks ago. Yeah. He loved it. So, hey, I know you, uh, you, we talked about the Badlands a while back, mm-hmm. and uh, how's the desert compared to, like, that top, the topography, like, you know, the layout of the land? Um, as far as when the bad, compared to the Badlands? Yeah. Uh, so I've never been to the Badlands, but, um. I've know, worn up, Jordan, for yeah, once. Yeah, you have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, even the desert from New Mexico to Arizona, you know, they're completely different. Uh, New Mexico is a little high, high elevation. Like there is, I was there um, back in January, and there is some mornings where it's like between like ten and twenty degrees. I mean, it warmed up really quick. But um, I guess the Arizona there desert's more. They both got mountains. I don't know how. They, I don't know how to explain that. Maybe uh, they have a. I don't know, man. That's yeah. A good <laughs> Stumped him. Stumped me, yeah. I got him. You got I him. got the geography major. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the bat, like, you know, in the Badlands, like, it's it's just the cause of erosion. Mm-hmm. So, there's still, like, gl- uh, grass flats and stuff in between yeah. some mounds and stuff. That's what amused me. I was like, man, I wish I like, Obviously, you can't because it's just such a slick cut of rock. Right. I was like, man, I wish I could just climb up on one of those grass flats and just sit. Yeah. Well, not with that slayer. attitude, you can't. <laughs> I mean, give me some spikes. I might make it. Let's get you some non-slick shoes. So, yeah, New Mexico had those flats. 
every now and then, but then like, right behind it, you had the jagged mountain. Yeah. Uh, so that's a little different. Um, you drove Route 66? Have not, no. Really? Yeah. It's on my bucket list. It, it is, yeah. It's on the list. It's one of the few things I haven't done, like in the country. Um. So what keeps you coming back home? Like when when you get to these places, you're like, man, I just can't wait to be back in Walker County. Right, yeah. This well, home, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I grew up here and my family's here. Um, so driving the, the drive to come back is always, uh, the, the spend time with them and, uh, to see my friends that, that I don't get to see very often when I'm on the road. Um, that's, that's really the driving factor. I mean, I love Walker County and love, love living here and everything that, uh, I love what you, you guys do, like trying to bring people from Walker County to tell their story. And, uh, but yeah, just, uh, the whole, uh, everything about it i just it's home so yeah it's yeah. that feeling like it's that deep breath of fresh air because even like when i lived in tennessee like i just come home like yeah <sighs> yeah well we asked yeah. you know what your favorite places were in the u.s or wherever you've been what's your favorite place in walker county oh okay uh it's gotta be the uh black warrior river this hey any any spot any spot on it man i like yeah. that yeah good answer yeah we're hoping you wouldn't say Cordova. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love Cordova, but yeah. My favorite spot, we, I don't remember what episode it was, but Drake asked me that same thing, and mine was the boat launch down by the Frosty. Oh, nice. So yeah. right on the black spot. Yeah. 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 I fished at the Forks of the River growing up. Yeah. So, yeah, same. That and whatever flows to Mulberry Fork. The Sipsy. Yeah, yeah Sipsy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I grew up just fishing off yeah. the bank right there. Right there, like TNR Grocery, that area. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. there, you pull out, pull out, pull in at Randy's and pull down in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You could fish one side and catch some spot. Fish on the other side, catch some largemouth. <laughs> I was like, man, this is fun. <laughs> and one time, I was pulling a top water. Uh, I was I was pulling a popper over the when the current was flowing. Like you know, you could tell it was pulling water from the dam. Right. And I don't know if you ever have you ever been in the Forks of the River. Uh. I've been through that. I've actually never fished that. You never fished it? Yeah. All right. Well, me and you's going one day. Yeah, we got to go. <laughs> in the summer, because I want you to experience what I'm about to talk about. Okay. When you're at, when you, if you were to park up at the gas station and you get out, it's 90 degrees. You go down there, it's still 90 degrees. When they start pulling water from the dam, it goes down to about 70. Mm-hmm. Man, that, just That's that cold, funny. fresh yeah. water just flowing through, just drops that temp and you're like, all right. So I was throwing, like I said, I was throwing a topwater popper just across as far as i could just slinging it right and i'd bring it across in a freaking 16 pound stripe i don't know how i got in that water <laughs> i don't know because everybody that like shout out tyson's so, chicken <laughs> everybody was standing over there like they're like that's a stripe how does that get over here because they knew it like when it hit it mm-hmm. and i'm sitting there fighting i was on a medium action with 15 pound mono yeah like i don't know how i'm gonna get this thing up here on this bank <laughs> And I pulled it. I pulled it in, lifted it up, and they're like, "We've never seen a stripe down here." I was like, "Ah, he must have filtered his way in." Where at? <laughs> right there. At the, right there at the, at the forks of the river. I've heard they they like those a uh, rainbow, those trout, and they mm-hmm. come up there and sweep through them. And oh, it, dude, if you put a little, uh, just get you a jig head and just tie your ribbon tail on there and just mm-hmm. flip it out and just swim it back, you're gonna catch you're gonna some catch trout. Some trout. Yeah. Now, let's go ahead and transition to the next topic yeah, because we've right. talked about your badass job for about an hour. <laughs> But now let's talk about your hobbies. Right. Like I said the other day, you posted a picture of your PB mm-hmm. uh, spot. 
spotted yeah. bass. Is that your PB total or just PB spot? Oh, uh, PB total. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, tying jigs. Mm-hmm. How'd you get into that? Yeah. So, uh, so it all begins with I, I love fly fishing. That's my my thing, man. And uh, you're gonna love Idaho then. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same reason I love Alaska. But uh, <laughs> uh, got into fly fishing probably uh in about the senior year of college. I worked at a uh, worked for UNA as an outdoor center and helped lead camping and hiking trips for UNA. And uh, we went up to uh, Virginia along the uh, Appalachian Trail and did a little like overnight weekend trip. And the guys in the cabin next to us, we didn't know them, but uh, they came in there. They were just some buddies. Uh, took a trip, do some fly fishing. That's the first time I ever really it really connected to me. I was like, man, that was, that's freaking awesome going out there and catching probably trout. I didn't see what they caught, but I assume it was trout on their fly rods. And I was like, I'm going to go back home, buy me a fly rod, and start doing that. So uh, get back home, buy me a, a, a cheap, basic fly rod set up, and um, kind of went off from there. I, I took a little break from it for a little while I, um, after college, but uh, about 2017, I really got into it big again, wanting to get back into the fly fishing. And uh, actually, last year is when I – Right when the pandemic started is when I first started tying flies. Um, I've made some connections through fly fishing uh, in the state, and so there's a lot of guys from Tuscaloosa and Alabama or uh, Birmingham, and uh, they do this like fly tying uh, thing, like a monthly fly tying session thing. So I, I like shoot, I'll just go up there and meet up with them mm-hmm. and uh, see what what happens. And uh, yeah, I guess about a year ago, around this time. Uh, I started tying up flies, and it's been my thing ever since. So, do you base your colors off like what you knew already? Oh like yeah, lures and stuff like sure. this, matching the hatch and stuff like yeah. that. Like, uh, well, you can't go wrong with chartreuse; that's always a winner. But, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, craw- any crawfish type pattern or uh, bait like a shad, yeah. bait fish, you're, it's usually going to be money. Sometimes it's fishing for a reason, but little did you know, you had a good fly fishing spot just kind of close yeah exactly yeah uh i don't have the best luck catching those trout though those things uh are spooky i guess they 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 spook easy yeah but um well, those I, spots at smith lakes spook pretty easy yeah. too <laughs> <laughs> i did uh so before a few days before i posted that one i hooked into a, a nice uh stripe and it snapped my line i was so mad but uh um but I, I've learned from that, and I'm going to go back and try it again. <laughs> so how long did it take you to kind of master the, the art of fly fishing? Because it's – yeah, I've tried it's, it. You know, I consider myself a good fisherman, you know, as far right. as bass and brim and crappie. But when it comes to the fly fishing technique, like I tried, and I never could get it down. It's but I can sling a baitcaster <laughs> 60 feet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's a technique for sure. So uh, after college, I moved to Mobile, and I was like, man, I'm about to be – and some great fishing down here with a fly rod, but I was still in that stage where I was still learning probably three worth of crap down there. You know, I didn't wasn't knowing what I was doing because I'm self-taught essentially with uh, fly fishing. But yeah, there's a there's a uh, a lot of practice and a lot of technique to it. Like I said, 2017 was when I really got back into fly fishing, and uh, it's really uh, dialed it in and really made it a commitment to be like I'm gonna be a good fly fisherman and see what i can do with it 
here I am. So. Yeah, you just caught your PV. <laughs> yeah. So congrats. Yeah. How did it yeah. feel real in that spot? Because spots are, you know, if you've never caught a spot at best, people that's listening, a two-pound spot is going to fight like a five-pound largemouth. Mm-hmm. Them suckers are tough. Yeah. They, so how did it feel when you reeled that, oh, yeah, that hefty bit, mama in? It, it, it bit the rod for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, it, it was it was great. Cause it's, and, uh yeah, it's just a feeling that, uh, especially when you tie your own fly and you catch a fish with your own fly that you tie, there's like a sense of like uh, accomplishment, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, which I didn't catch him on my own fly. It was obviously, a, it was, of course, a, a bought one, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Still chasing that sense of accomplishment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, it's a great feeling. How long does it take you to typically tie your own flies? It depends on what you're tying, because some of these things can get pretty uh, intricate. You know, you have to nail the details down. Yeah. What all? What all do you use? Uh, as far as flies go. Yeah. Like what? What's the components of that? Um. So, uh, a lot. I use a lot of uh rabbit hair. Uh, they make these strips of rabbit, and you can just tie those into your your hooks. Um, lead. Uh, lead eyes. Uh, obviously the the bigger they make them sink easy uh, a lot quicker and. Uh, that's where you can get them down to the fish. Um, but, of course, you can tie, uh, which I don't do this much, but you can tie topwater poppers with deer hair. Um, that's pretty tricky but because uh, you have to have the deer hair just right, and then when you cinch it down, it can go any way it wants, and then uh, it can be a mess. But uh, but there's some guys out there, local guys, like they can tie some dang good deer hair poppers. Uh but I mostly tie up uh, crawfish patterns uh, for local creeks and uh, bait fish, like some shad patterns uh, for the river. So a lot of grays, some reds, and some browns, mm-hmm. maybe some lot, black yeah. and blues. Yeah. I'll, my personal favorite is purple and black. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, but a June bug crawl, like soft yeah. bait, soft plastic bait. I don't care what time of the year it is, where it's at. If I'm having a rough day, I'm tying one on. Yeah. Yeah. That jupe, that purple, black, and that greenish blue color. Mm-hmm. They they slay it for some reason. Yeah, they love it. But I didn't know they made like top water poppers for like fly fishing, like fly ties. Yeah, they do. That's yeah. pretty sick. Yeah. So yeah, deer hair poppers, and you can buy like the um, I don't know what they're called, but uh, there's there's all kinds of poppers for uh, top water for fly fishing. Nice. Yeah. As you can tell over here, I got one. T- I got a joint body popper tied on right now. <laughs> I was ripping that thing through some through some uh, cover the other day. Have one, which now right now you can't fish anywhere. Everything's so flooded. Yeah, it's blown out everywhere. Yeah, it sucks. Like we went, like I said, we went to uh, below the dam the other day to see how flooded it was. Man, no, they can't pull any. You can't you pull, can't pull any anymore. Yeah, <laughs> which. And of course, you get people on Facebook on that Smith Lake page. I don't know if y'all follow. Yeah, this, I uh, do. Complaining every day. Yeah, it's flooded up to my back porch. Well, yeah, if you pull water from your lake, you're gonna flood the people that live on the river. Yeah. Suck it up and let it dry up. It'll be all right. Yeah. And then you got the chains of uh, dams on down from uh, the Warrior River. Yeah. So, like, uh, I'm trying to think of the dam that's down in Clanton. I'm blanking right now. Lay dam. Uh, yeah. Lay. Uh, we fished a tournament up there a couple of years ago. It was fun. But everybody was like, you know, catching on flukes, jerk baits and stuff. I was like, man, I should have. I was throwing like Cinco's and crank yeah. baits and stuff and chatter baits ripping it through grass and stuff. And everybody that caught the most fish was like jerk baits. And I was like, man, 
I fished this totally, I, totally <laughs> wrong. I should have went and just pre-fished like I, sh- I was supposed to, but I didn't. And so when you uh, when you go fly fishing and stuff, and you use your own baits, have you caught any like fish that you're like, man, that's I'm proud of that. Yeah, and and you keep them. Do you keep any trout or anything you catch? Um, so like I say, I'm I'm pretty terrible at catching trout down below the dam. So I've only caught like one or two. Oh, and that was a couple of years ago, so, so I'm 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 not the trout expert. But I recently like got rigged up. Uh, the guys at uh, I guess Name Drop Riverside Fly Shop got them hooked. They hooked me up with some uh, stuff to catch some trout. So hopefully that changes. But um, <laughs> yeah, I've caught uh, I've caught a few uh, good fish off uh, fly crawfish patterns that I've tied. So it's uh, rewarding for sure. Shane, first time we did a fishing challenge that failed on YouTube. Like it didn't record. Th- the parts that we caught actually actually caught fish on. Yeah, yeah, I remember that y'all talked about that on one of the uh, yeah. episodes. I forget which one, but yeah. Shane was using a Bama crawl, and I was like, buddy, they're going to slam that today. <laughs> they didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad because it was a Bama crawl, so it was like that green pumpkin and mm-hmm. orange color. I was like, man, I really hate they didn't. Because he should have he beat me. If we were on another pond, he probably would have beat me. I don't take research and everything. Like, just... <laughs> complete failed attempt that pumpkin seed that's a good color man yeah pumpkin seed green pumpkin yeah no for all you smith lake fishermen green pumpkin cinco dipped in some chartreuse uh spike it which is a garlic scent just dip the tail just a little bit like two inches you can bust them taking some mental notes yeah (laughs) fish those fish those rock walls and stuff out on the lake they'll wear them out now What's crazy is when it comes to largemouth on the ponds and stuff that I fish, I don't have the luck with that color. Yeah. It's black and blues. Yeah, black and blue on a pond all day. Yeah. yeah. Black, even when it's sunny, like mm-hmm. I'll use black and blue all day. Or a frog. Now, it's getting close to frog season. Yeah. The That's lily starting. pads popping up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got that cover kind of coming up out of the water. Mm-hmm. Frog season. <laughs> there's nothing like a topwater. Yeah, I was about up. to say, there's nothing like a topwater, yeah. man. So when, uh, when you go fishing, you wade out into the river, any? I do, yeah. In some places, yeah. Uh, I wade below the dam, and um, all these places I travel to. Uh, when I do fish, I yeah, I bring my waders with me and get after it. How deep you typically go out? Uh, usually not more than weight, not a little above the waist, probably. Yeah, yeah. Where it's comfortable, not totally uncomfortable. Yeah. So I was in I was in Alaska, and uh, so I went out with a guide one day. We caught some good good trout good rainbows but uh so i was there almost a month so one weekend i went out by myself and just uh went out to a creek of course i was scared of bears all obviously i didn't know <laughs> what i was if i was gonna run into one so i had my bear spray attached to my waders but uh yeah i caught some uh really good trout and some uh like not more than knee deep water yeah yeah it's crazy because like i'll pass over a river and you see pictures of people like catching fish in. It's like mm-hmm. that water's like eight inches deep. Yeah. Yeah. Like how 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 how's that happen? <laughs> because some of the biggest fish I've caught come out of deep water. Yeah. It's like but I'm one of those guys that's like, you know, if I'm having a bad day on a pond, I'm tied on a Ned rig just to start catching some fish. Mm-hmm. You know what Ned rig have you ever used a Ned rig? Uh I don't think so. No. Ned rig is a mushroom headed jig. Okay. All right, so it's flat bot like the top of it's flat. It's made to stand up. And then you use a buoyant lure. Like a Z-Man, you know mm-hmm. Z-Man? Yeah. They make baits that have no salt or anything in them, so they stand up straight. Okay. And you just pop that thing. 
which I like swim, swim and pop. Just catch this fish. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter if it's a big fish or a little fish. I've never caught a big fish on it, which is only, it's a lot wire hook. Probably like what you use for fly fishing. Mm-hmm. So I'd bend, you know, if you yank the, set the hook like you would on top water or something. Right. Okay. But, you know, I feel bad because I'm like, at this point, I'm just trying to catch fish. Yeah. I don't, I don't really, personally, I don't really care about size. It's awesome to catch a huge fish. But yeah. If I'm catching fish, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm having happy. fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When I'm out there, I'm clearing my head. Mm-hmm. getting away from the world leave Stress my phone relief. in my pocket you know not worrying about nothing so when it's this you a lot of people think you catch fish every time you go out yeah that's not the case there's been a few turns i fishing where i got totally skunked mm-hmm. and i was pissed <laughs> <laughs> because i know i can go to my honey holes i can at least catch one yeah i don't care how big it is mm-hmm. yeah but it's just that being out in nature yeah so getting getting to do what you do also just being out in nature mm-hmm even on your off days when you get to hike and stuff. That's when I was like, man, I've got to have Jordan on here and tell him to tell some stories. Well, you make a good point there, talking about Jordan telling stories. You want to get into our story next time. segment? Yeah. Let's go ahead and jump into story time from the 6-4. Okay. Childhood, adulthood, it don't matter. Yeah. We're just going to go ahead and jump into it. Okay, go on, go on and jump in. Give, yeah, us, that, give us that Walker <laughs> County memory that just stands out. Oh man, which one? Uh, so I'm gonna name drop Justin Ware. You know, <laughs> uh, obviously we're cousins, grew up together, we're super close. Uh, Hell of a fisherman too. Great fisherman, yeah, yeah. We we had some luck a few weeks ago. Uh, but um, so we grew up the same. We grew up in Dovertown, uh, little area of Cordova. But uh, so we used to uh, in middle school we used to me, him, and our buddies used to uh, get our four wheelers and just roam the whole community pretty much and uh we'd always drive up and down the gas line out there and uh so we built these um <laughs> we built these things called uh these uh these sleds pretty much what they were we'd tie them to the back of our four wheelers and drive them up and down the uh the um gas line well uh one day we, we found this big tractor tire out there and uh <laughs> so it's like me justin and three or four other of our buddies and we put that tractor tire on the top of the hill. We climb in that thing and roll down the hill in that <laughs> thing. And uh, yeah, I think it was Justin. Like, um, so there's a briar patch like midway down. Justin rolled down that hill, went into the briar patch, came back out onto the flat land, and uh, just rolled out. And he was like, we just had a ball out there on the on the uh, gas lines. So that's that's probably my '64 story time. <laughs> I love where, it. Uh, getting our uh, sleds together and uh so we built like four of those things there's uh we call <laughs> we call them uh woody one two three and four <laughs> and now made out of straight plywood and uh good times man That's i wish awesome. i had a, a a phone back in the day to yeah to film some yeah stuff. when i grew up in empire like uh the power line lines you yeah know, like the hills and stuff that the mm-hmm. big power lines run through we'd just slide down those things or roll down them yeah and one time I rolled, and I kind of got the speed wobble, you know? <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, I went from rolling sideways like you should down a hill to just rolling flips. <laughs> and over in. Buddy, and I couldn't walk for like a week. <laughs> 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 Probably where my back problems come from these days. But, uh, you know, growing up in Walker County and just in nature in general, like, that's one of the things a lot of people are missing out on these days is all the things we got to do as a kid. For sure. Because now you're just sitting inside on a screen. Yep. And I... 
I feel like kids are missing out so much because mm-hmm. we all had good upright up upbringings and right. going out in nature. And I think that's why we all enjoy everything that's in the outdoors now, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, with us still fishing to this day, Shane kind of picking up on it now. He's back home. Yep. Trying to put some country in him. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't get much of a chance to when I was in Louisiana. I <laughs> fished every once in a while, but a lot of frog gigging and working. Changed my head deep into an alligator's mouth. Oh, there you go. But, uh, go big or go home. That thing was about as far like me, me and you away from each other, just staring at me. And I was, I'm not going to make the first move. <laughs> I was frozen time. Was he between you and the bank? or uh... <laughs> No, so bank was behind me. I just, I was chasing this monster toad. I mean, this thing was probably every bit of seven, eight inches in girth. I mean, this thing was massive yeah and i got close to him and spooked and i thought he jumped into the water well i got my light back on him and he's just right there on the edge of the water so i creep down a little bit got him it's like oh, i'm feeling good put him in my backpack little tote bag i had thrown on my back all right well i'm just gonna walk this bank and see what i see so i probably been walking it for maybe three or four minutes i'm shin deep maybe in mm-hmm. the water at this point well, I wasn't seeing nothing so I was going to turn around and make my way back well I just happened to turn towards the water with this, that flashlight <laughs> and by got me just right on me and I was like oh shit and yep. I mean an hour before that we had found a, a dead doe like just a carcass mm-hmm. and I mean she had a two foot gap Missing out of her midsection. <laughs> so, so you knew. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> this I mean, smells trouble. Yeah. yeah. They gave out gator tags. Like, when hunting season would open up on base, they would give out, like, each person could get, like, I think it was six or eight gator tags. Yeah. So when you go out there hunting, if you came across a gator and you weren't over your tag limit, pop because, I mean, it was just overpopulated. Yeah. Naturally. But, yeah, no, that dude, that thing looked at me. I was just like, well, this is it. This is where it all ends. <laughs> yeah, here we go. I got no idea how big it was. I mean... I'd say it was probably. You never know because you see. Yeah, you just see the. Eyes. I'd say it was probably like a three, maybe, maybe four inch gap between their eyes. Yeah. So I mean, it wasn't no sixteen footer or right. nothing, but that thing would have tore me up had it got on me. Yeah. I can't tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a staring contest for about thirty forty five seconds. It felt like an eternity, and I'm just centimeter in my way back up onto the bank. <laughs> Yikes! I, yeah, I, I would panic. Yeah, but just give me the dry land. Yeah. Get me away from this ASAP. Did y'all see that story? I think it was uh, it was like a week ago or something. Uh, in North Carolina, they they caught that big gator and they found like five dog tags in it and some. Oh yeah, plugs yeah, yeah I saw stuff. that. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I, my father-in-law they go fish down in South Alabama all the time. They go down there crappie fishing, but uh, he was showing me pictures. This is like probably 2013 so i mean it's been a while but this gator had to be every bit of 16 foot long it had just they were out in the boat and it just came up i mean no more than three or four foot away from him, and he's every bit as long as the boat yeah I mean, this thing was massive they said he's probably been down there for 70 80 years it is old old gator mm. did you see there were some babies swimming around in smith lake there for a while i heard that but i didn't know what to believe on that one so well people actually had like there was a <laughs> I guy I saw any photos or anything but. there was a guy that posted in the smith like uh the group that we mm-hmm. talked about yeah. earlier 
he had posted a video of it, and like you could obviously tell it was Smith Lake. Yeah, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> How about them them spring breakers and summer vacation yeah. kids from around here that go to hang out at the dam? Yeah, your senior skip day might take a little <laughs> bad turn. Yeah, I mean, which I mean, they weren't huge; like they were little babies and stuff. Yeah. You could tell, but some good eating though, gator meat. Yeah, yeah stuff just like chicken. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. So Jordan, where are you heading next? Heading to uh, Idaho next first week of May. So hey, yeah. That'll be fun. So That'll be fun. I'm going to be like a month behind you getting there. Okay, dang. Yeah. Too bad we can't hang out in Idaho. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That'd be that'd be awesome. But yeah, going up to uh, map out some uh, electrical up there and uh, try and catch a trail or two on my off time. So Eat a bison, eat a bison burger. Eat a bison burger, yeah. The elk. Eat some elk meat. Yep. Joe Rogan kills me. Like He'll post a picture of his elk, and I'm like, man, <laughs> I wish I had just had it on hand like that. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but a uh, dude... Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, this has been fun. Uh, Folks, get out and travel the world like Jordan. I don't care if it's your job or not. Get out there and try. Take some time for you. Or just travel like the state next to you Uh or something, you know? Like there's beautiful places all over. Just explore. Just get out there and explore. explore. You're going to learn something different. Yeah, you are. You're well-traveled. Maybe go to the UK. I don't know. Yeah. Depends on on how you feel about their politics. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it's 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 cool. Go for yeah. about a month. Go for about a yeah. month. Yeah. yeah. And Give yourself time time to get over culture shock. Yeah. Yeah. Run through it, red lights and see yeah. what happens. <laughs> culture shock takes like a week to say. Heads yeah. up. You, you start rolling when the light goes yellow. Exactly. Just a heads up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a weird situation. I don't understand it, but it is what it is. But yeah, Jordan, thanks for your time, man. Thanks for coming on before you head out. Thank you. We guys. appreciate yeah. you, buddy. Awesome. And uh folks, as always, that jar's not empty. Pass that thing around. Love your neighbor. Talk to someone different than you. This time, go to another state. (laughs) And we'll see you next time on Pass the Jar.